With Clint Kubiak set to take over and revamp the offense for the New Orleans Saints, running back Alvin Kamara has the opportunity to remind everyone why he was an offensive rookie of the year just years ago. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? I am your host, Ross Jackson, your New Orleans native, New Orleans Saints expert, credential media member covering those New Orleans Saints as a senior writer and reporter over at Saints News Network. On today's episode of Locked on Saints, we're going to be taking a look at what's left to build out skill position-wise, offensive-wise for Clint Kubiak's version of the New Orleans Saints offense. We're going to take a look at the skill position players that are here already and measure out what their roles could look like in this offense. And we're going to kick it all off with Alvin Kamara, who's got the real opportunity here in 2024 to remind everyone how dynamic a playmaker he is. And maybe now the offensive system will be able to support him in proving that. Appreciate you as always for being an everydayer here on Locked on Saints and making us your first listen of the day every day here on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets by winning any $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets. If your bet wins, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. All right. So look, 2024 is going to be very exciting when it comes to the New Orleans Saints offense. And the player that stands to benefit the most from this upcoming change of offensive scheme is running back Alvin Kamara. Now, Alvin Kamara has had a down couple of years, I think is fair to say, but I don't put all of that on AK. I put some a lot of that actually on the New Orleans Saints and their usage of him. If you look back to 2017, 18, 19, 20, those, those four years where he was electrifying. Uh, offensive Rookie of the Year season in 2017. What was it? 2020, 2019, he was like in early conversation for Offensive Player of the Year. He looked so good. 17 touchdowns, you know, double digit touchdowns in multiple years, total touchdowns and things like that. I mean, just had a remarkable start to his career. But then over the course of the past, let's call it 21, 22, 23, those three seasons, things have sort of started to trickle away. You saw him go from, you know, 80 plus catches in his first four seasons to, you know, hardly half of that to, you know, not being run outside of the tackles to running inside. Uh, in the middle of the offensive line, a ton over the course of the past couple of years, never really had the compliment for him. So he didn't get to be the change of space, change of pace, get him out in space, sorry, uh, type of player. He was the bell cow back for the New Orleans Saints over the course of the past couple of years. And we thought that that might change in 2023, especially with him missing four games to begin the season. Maybe, you know, Jamal Williams really gets that uptick in those first four games. And then when Alvin Kamara gets back and, or was it three games? three, four games, the beginning of the season. Um, then you would see him kind of get back and then all of a sudden have, you know, these fresh legs and then working with a guy that established himself as kind of the bell cow guy and stuff like that. But the dynamic didn't really work out that way. And a lot of that just simply came down to play calling, came down to offensive system. It came down to scheme. It came down to the usage, the utility of Alvin Kamara as well. Still asked to run between the tackles a ton. A lot of man run concepts as opposed to zone run concepts which he ate up back in 2017 through 2020 when he was working in tandem with Mark Ingram and Latavius Murray and all that 
Now, with Clint Kubiak on the way as the offensive coordinator and the Saints adopting sort of the wide zone system, the Shanahan system that has swept the NFL, there's a real opportunity for Alvin Kamara to really be able to show people, remind people who he is. I don't think that a lot of this that we've seen over the course of the past few years has had a lot to do with Alvin Kamara falling off. Although, look, as he was running between the tackles a lot more, as he's getting more carries, as he's getting more touches, all those things, certainly the wear and tear starts to set in. But over the course of his first four seasons, he barely touched the ball more than 20 times, but just a few times in individual games and things like that. So he still has, it's not like he, it's like we're talking about a guy that doesn't have a lot of tread on the tires left, right? Like we're talking about somebody that's got immense talent, that's incredibly dynamic, that is a playmaker, that's a game breaker, all of that, that just simply hasn't been put in the situation to catch and run for 63 yards or whatever against the uh, Green Bay Packers on a dump off and all these other things, right? Swinging out to the outside, running the wheel routes, things like that. Like where have the real route, wheel routes gone? Where have the screens gone? All those other things. All of that you can expect to be back in this offense in 2024 and more. So what are some of the things that will benefit Alvin Kamara? Well, first thing that I'll highlight here is first of all, just being on the field in the right situations. This is something that Mismatch-wise, Clint Kubiak wants to create mismatches. This is something I know about him. Not 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 Shanahan, not his dad. What do we know about Clint Kubiak? And one thing that I can tell you about him for sure is that he loves the idea of being able to take advantage of mismatches. And who on this team can create more of a mismatch than Alvin Kamara out on the field, outside of maybe Taysom Hill, right? So that's one, right? Utilizing him in the, in the appropriate situations, getting him those mismatches and taking advantage of them when you get them. There were some infuriating moments over the course of the past three seasons for the New Orleans Saints, particularly the last two seasons, where they had the opportunity to get the mismatch that they wanted and never even looked in that direction. And so those are the things that you have to be more willing to take advantage of when you get them. That's what Clint Kubiak's offense is going to be all about. Number two, is going to be the wide zone, right? The, the outside zone, getting him into space, doing all that kind of stuff. Remember that when we talk about zone run, we're not just talking about the blocking scheme in, in terms of the offensive line moving in unison. They get the read step. They're not really worried about blocking the guy that's directly in front of them. They're assigned to a gap, a space on the field that aligns with the gap. That's what they're trying to block. So sometimes they get to move up to the second level. Sometimes they stay where they are. Sometimes they end up blocking the guy right in front of them because that player is trying to attack the gap. That's their responsibility, all those other things. So there is the offensive line conversation of it. And I love having that conversation. But we got to remember that the running back has a lot to process and has a lot that he can achieve in zone blocking as well, particularly in outside zone. When you're running outside zone, you're trying to get around the tackle basically, but you're trying to move those gaps along the way. So that tackle sometimes can move and you got to get a wider berth and all these other things when you're running that. Okay, fine. But then you've got three options as a running back each time you do that. And the, the typical phrases are bend, bang, and bounce. And so bending would be to bend it back and then go back the opposite direction from where you're going. Bounce would be to bounce outside and go outside the tackle. But then you have the opportunity to bang, which would be to just go right up the first gap that you see that opens up in between the tackles. So you as the running back can rely on your vision and can rely on your offensive line to open up not just one gap around the end, but also potentially open up a gap on the inside where you can say, no, I want that one. And then boom, you're right up the middle, things like that. Alvin Kamara does this really well. He's a high-level processor, incredibly high football IQ. That's something that he would be able to do. Third is that because of the way that this offense will operate in 2024, when operating to its 
optimal um, uh, production, right, goal, uh, is that you'll see other players making plays. And so because of that, you're going to get a lot of lighter boxes because the Saints are going to want to deploy speed with Clint Kubiak's offense, and defenses are going to have to counteract that. And so you counteract that as a defense by putting more speed on the field. And sometimes that means getting lighter on the field. So the box gets lightened up, all those other things, which allows more opportunities for Alvin Kamara to be able to do that. But then you, you go back to the mismatch portion where you put two tight ends in the lineup and you use a Taysom Hill, for instance. And because of that, you got two tight ends, the defense comes out heavy. And then when they come out heavy, then you're sending Alvin Kamara, as well as those two tight ends, as well as two wide receivers on a five receiver, five pass catcher route concept. And boom, you've you've won the chess match in that case. So there's there, it, it kind of goes both ways. But the fact that there will be other playmakers that are being relied upon and that are seeing the field a lot more, and with Alvin Kamara, it, it, it opens up and takes the attention off of Alvin Kamara a little bit as well. In addition to all of the times where they're going to try to maximize what he is. So I think of all the players that are presently on the New Orleans Saints offense from a skill position perspective, meaning no quarterback, no offensive line looking at running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, Alvin Kamara alone is the player that gets the biggest benefit from having Clint Kubiak's arrival take place in 2024. But what will happen with those other skill position players? Don't worry, we got much more for you here as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Make every moment more with America's number one sports book. And it's even more fun right now if you're a new customer, because right now new customers are going to get $150 in bonus bets by simply winning a $5 bet. That's all you got to do. You win a $5 bet and then boom, that's $150 because that bet won. Then you can take that and you can bet on all your favorite NBA games and stuff like that too, right? The NFL season might be over, but NBA's uh, about ready to come through out of its uh, it, it's all-star break. You got the MLB season on the way, all of those stuff. So you can get in on quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props that you'll find nowhere else, and much more every single day over at FanDuel. I use FanDuel on the Super Bowl, won some good cash off that. Thank you for the live betting, right? I was able to take the Chiefs while they were down 10. Come on. It doesn't get any better than that. Go and check out today, FanDuel.com slash locked on to shoot your shot. FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. All right, family. Yeah, it's Alvin Kamara that I think will see the biggest impact when it comes to Clint Kubiak coming in and taking over this New Orleans Saints offense as an offense coordinator. But some other players along those skill positions are going to look really, really good or should look really, really good in this offense as well next year. That's what we got coming up for you here as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Appreciate you making us your first listen of the day every day. Big shout out to both Joe and Alfred, who I saw out during Zulu, not at Zulu, but during Zulu and everything meant a lot. And y'all took the time to say hi. I appreciate you very, very much uh, for doing that. Um, Don't forget to go and check out the Locked on Sports today, 24-7 national sports stream, the first of its kind over on YouTube. You can find that on YouTube today by subscribing to Locked on Sports today. Today, do it right now. All right, so as we take a look, uh, at the other skill position players for the New Orleans Saints. I don't want to say the other skill position players, but we discussed Alvin Kamara and the impact that he will feel from this Clint Kubiak hire, but he, he's not alone. There will be other players that absolutely see a boost in production or should see a boost in production as well. Now, look, he, here's what I'm going to say about this as we get started. Um, there's a chance that 
The Saints make this hire. Clint Kubiak shows up in 2024. They revamp the staff. We're all very excited going into 2024, and the offense still falls flat on its face. And look, if that's the case, at least they swung. At least they finally swung at making the change on the offensive side, right? There is no shot that I'm going to look back at 2024, even if it goes poorly, and say, well, man, they really should have kept Pete Carmichael. They really shouldn't have made any changes to their offense. Man, they really should have focused on continuity, all those other things. This is the right decision. There's a chance that something happens and somehow or another, this doesn't pan out, this doesn't work. But if we're looking at how it could work, Alvin Kamara gets the biggest benefit, I think, in this offense. Look at Christian McCaffrey, the way that he's been utilized since he showed up in San Francisco, copy, paste, Alvin Kamara, boom, right? But what about some of the other players? Well, Chris Olave, Rashid Shahid, A.T. Perry. Let's start with those three, the big wide receivers that the New Orleans Saints will, will have on the roster, and they'll add more. Uh, maybe Jawan Jennings comes over for San Francisco, we'll see. Uh, nearly Super Bowl MVP wide receiver, blocker, thrower, uh, Juwan Jennings. Uh, but in Gunner, right? Guy kind of did everything. <laughs> um, so I, I, I look at Chris Olave, Rashid Shahid, and A.T. Perry as the guys that get a lot of maximization as well. And so when I talk about maximization from this standpoint, think about the Super Bowl. Christian McCaffrey on the field nearly every single staff. Brandon Ayuk on the field, nearly every single step. George Kittle, same thing. Debo Samuel sands the hamstring injury, was effectively on the field just about every single snap. Juwan Jennings saw a little bit of a boost, all that. The reason why I highlight that is because a big part of the issue for the Saints over the course of the past couple of seasons was just simply not having their playmakers on the field. Go back to that Tampa game, right, in Tampa when they blew the lead to Tom Brady uh, for a big loss there. They had a pivotal, what was it, third down, pivotal second down or whatever, and they ran a two-man route and the two receivers that are on the field running the route with a perfectly healthy Crystal Lobby, with a perfectly healthy, healthy Rashid Jaheed. The two guys that ran the route were Keith Kirkwood, no, sorry, Kirk Merritt, and I actually wouldn't be mad if it was Keith Kirkwood, but it was Kirk Merritt and Taysom Hill. Now, are Kirk Merritt and Taysom Hill bad players? No, 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 no. But are they your stars? Not necessarily at that position. Right? Remember, Taysom Hill wasn't really catching passes in 2022. It was really 2023 when Clancy Brown got a hold of him that he started catching passes, caught his career high in passes. But when you've got a big third down and your back's up against the wall, Chris Olave, Rashid Shahid, those should have been the guys out on the field for you. Right? So it's just like personnel decisions and things like that. I think that inherently that stuff will get better because the principle is to let your playmakers be on the field and make plays. So maybe we see less and less of the personnel grouping rotation. We'll see different formations. We'll see different personnel groupings in that you might have two tight ends on this play, three wide receivers on that play, two backs on this play, so on and so forth. But if you got three receivers on the field, there's no need for that those three receivers to not be your top three receivers, especially because you've got three willing blockers when it comes to those to being those receivers, in particular, Chris Olave, Rashid Jaheim, A.T. Perry. Now, A.T. Perry is probably the best blocker of those three, but you develop every year, right? You get better. And so when I think about Chris Olave, Rashid Shahid, A.T. Perry, how do they get better in 2023? How do they fit into the scheme? Just they'll be better by simply getting the opportunity to make the plays. And we saw that toward the end of the season for New Orleans. You'll notice that like uh, Keith Kirkwood, Lynn Bowden, like those guys still came out on the field, but they came out on the field for very specific circumstances. They finally got it to where it wasn't telegraphing to the entire world what it was going to be when they were on the field and what the play was going to be when they were on the field. But you saw a lot of 
Look at that Atlanta Falcons game. Who were the three guys that scored the touchdown? Those three receivers that scored touchdowns, those three receivers. Who got the most targets? Those three receivers, right? Like all those things. And so I think that inherently that happens. So you'll see a boost there. I think them having identifiable roles isn't going to happen, which to me is better. I don't know that you're necessarily going to see one play the X, one play the Z, one play the F or the slot every single time. Instead, what you're going to see is them move around. A.T. Perry can be in the slot while Chris Olave is on the outside and Rashid Shahid's over on the opposite side. Swap them around. Chris Olave is in the slot. A.T. Perry's on the outside on the weak side. Chris and Rashid Shahid's on the outside. Or flip Chris and, and Rashid and Shahid's in the slot. Yada, yada, yada. So many different ways for you to utilize it. But also, let's go, go and grab Rashid Shahid and let him take a snap out of the backfield, right? Use him in the Debo role, the Debo Samuel role, even though he doesn't have to be the big physical guy that Debo Samuel is, but you can line him up all over the place and move him around. You could do the same thing with Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill takes the use check role, right? So to get to the tight ends, Taysom Hill, I'll, I know he's designated as a quarterback, but just to highlight where he could be, right? Utilizing him still as a tight end on the offensive side and as a pass catcher or as a runner out of the backfield, using him as sort of that F move player that you can move around. F just being the position designation of somebody that kind of like moves around a little bit. Um, Juwan Johnson, Foster Moreau, you can have them in as a true Y, meaning that they're like in line, tight to the line of scrimmage, ready to go and to block and make catches out of there, run routes out of that situation, or line him up in the slot, line him up on the outside, take Taysom Hill, have him in the backfield, motion him out to the outside. Does a corner follow, does a linebacker follow him or does a corner end up sticking on him over on the outside? Because if it's a corner, you're facing zone coverage. If the linebacker follows him out, you're facing uh, man coverage. You've diagnosed it. You know what I mean? And so I think that like those pieces of how the Saints utilize those players will inherently allow them to have a little bit of a boost as well. Then you get to guys like Kendra Miller, who you know can have that sort of like Elijah Mitchell role to where you run him all over the place and you can also throw it to him and you can utilize him, but you use him to give your Alvin Kamara slash Christian McCaffrey a breather, right? Um, or he gets a lot more of those carries and then Alvin Kamara is your change of pace, get him in space type dude. Where Jamal Williams fits in is going to be really interesting. Um, there's not really a Jamal Williams mold in San Francisco. There's not really a Jamal Williams mold in um, in uh, uh, Miami, but there's a Jamal Williams mold in LA with the Rams and the other wide zone concepts that you see out there, what they've been doing recently in Minnesota with those running backs, with Alexander Madison and, and, and all them. That's so there are still ways where you can see maybe where he goes in. He might be the one that maybe benefits the least in terms of having a specifically carved out role in a wide zone offense that supports his skill set, but it doesn't mean that he doesn't fit. And it doesn't mean that he can't show you and prove to you, hey, no, 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 I do fit. I can do this. I just haven't been asked to do it before. Let me prove it to you, all those other things. So I do think that like the skill position players here for the New Orleans Saints get a big time boost from Clint Kubiak. The the big thing that I'm looking at is what is next? What are they still missing that they need to add and where can they find it? Let's get to that next as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Saints brought to you by our friends over at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, patience. What brings you a winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. Over at eBay Motors, they've got everything that you need to be able to maintain your vehicle, level it up to peak performance, get that superstar quality out of your 
your favorite, your baby. You can get superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and much more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you're gonna be able to get exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, that part is guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts that you need at the prices that you want, you'll be able to easily find a way to turn your car into the MVP candidate that can win it all. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com today. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guarantee fit available only to U.S. customers. Let's get it, Houdat Nation. Yeah, there's a lot of excitement around the New Orleans Saints, a new offensive system on the way, what it could mean for this team and its playmakers. But what is the... What is the team still missing on the offensive side that will allow them to really maximize their new endeavor? We're breaking that down as we wrap up today's episode. Don't forget, we are your team every day. So we'll be back tomorrow, where we're going to take a look a little bit deeper at like the players that maybe don't benefit from the change at offensive coordinator and what it could mean for their future. I don't want to bog down in the negative a bunch here, but we do have to acknowledge both sides. There are players like the ones that we've discussed today that are going to benefit from this. But there are some players that might not. So we're going to be breaking that down in tomorrow's episode. Um, but right now, what I want to focus on is what is the what are the New Orleans Saints missing? And I've got three things that I think the New Orleans Saints are missing right now that they can easily get access to over the course of the over the course of the offseason, right? Free agency, the draft, trade market, whatever. Three things that they're missing right now that they can get this offseason or early on in the season that will allow them to be successful. Let's start off with, with the biggest one for me. Number one is the offensive line. Um, it's not that the Saints don't have an offensive line. They've got talented offensive line. We just don't know who's healthy. We don't know who's going to be around. There's so many of those pieces for this team that still remain unseen. Is Ryan Ramchick going to be able to play in 2024? And if he is able to play in 2024, when, right? What's, is he good to go week one? Is he not going to be good to go week one? There's all this conversation around him, the degenerative knee injury, what that means for his future, the fact that he was talking about getting potential off-season surgery and all these other things. There was like retirement talk around him, although uh, Mickey Loomis mentioned that he and Ryan Ramchick feel very confident going into the off-season, all those other things. Still question marks, right? More questions than answers, I, I think it's fair to say when it comes to Ryan Ramchick. Trevor Penning, is he going to be the guy? Is he not going to be the guy? Is he going to get a real opportunity to even be the guy? What's going to happen there? That's a big question. Will Andrews Pete be back? If he is, what position does he play? If he's not, who plays his position? And which position is that, right? So if Trevor Penning is not able to go at left tackle, which is where Andrews Pete played most of his 2023 season, does Trevor Penning just step right back in at left tackle? Does James Hurst bounce outside to left tackle? Or are they going to try Trevor Penning in at left guard? What's going to happen at left guard? You, you see what I'm getting at here? These aren't questions that are hard to answer. They're just questions that don't currently have answers. So inherently, we have more questions than answers at the moment when it comes to the offensive line. That's something the New Orleans Saints have to get right real quick, real quick, uh, to make sure that they're able to maximize what's ahead of them. And I do think, too, that adding more speed, adding more athleticism along the offensive line will be big as well. This is the perfect draft to get that done. Lots of speed, lots of athleticism, lots of familiarity coming up from the college ranks with zone run schemes. Lots of familiarity with wide zone schemes coming out of college these days. So pretty good like one-to-one -one situation. Olu Fashanu coming out of Penn State could be a first-round draft pick for the Saints uh, and, and start right away. 
Talisa Fuaga out of Oregon State, same thing. Tyler Guyton out of Oklahoma, same thing. Second round, guys like um, Patrick Paul, same thing. Fifth round, guys like Javon Foster out of Missouri, same thing. You can find the talent. It'll be there. It'll be all right. But it's definitely something that's missing at the moment. Number two, yards after catch receiver. Yes, Rashid Shaheed, get the ball to him in space. Let him create. Turn him into a returner with the ball in his hands on the offensive side of the football. Boom, you got, you got him, right? So when I say that the Saints are missing a yards after catch receiver, it's not that they're missing it and they need to go out and find it. They could get it from somebody that they currently have. And, and that could be a Rashid Shaheed. My favorite growth moment, <laughs> growth uh, moment in the 2023 season was Chris Olave. Go back and watch any of his games. Don't even, doesn't have to be all 22, anything like that. Just watch a highlight reel of him if you want to. Notice that through the first portion of the season, he's catching passes and immediately getting out of bounds, catching passes and immediately going down, catching passes and immediately going down at first contact, all those other things. Avoided a lot of contact early. And because of that, in some cases, didn't really push the ball where he should have. Now, look again towards the end of the season, the latter half of the season, probably post-bye week, post-Atlanta coming out of the bye week. Catch, turn up field, fight for more yards. Catch, turn up field, get north and south. Catch, go and see what more you can get, not getting out of bounds. That was one of my favorite things to watch in 2023 in terms of just watching a player grow and add this really nuanced, minuscule, tiny thing that a lot of people wouldn't recognize that non-Saints fans wouldn't care about, but it changed his game entirely. Remember, one of the things that Derek Carr highlighted about Michael Thomas early on in the season, when things were all roses and rainbows, is that Michael Thomas can turn an eight-yard catch into an 11-yard catch because he'll catch a slant and turn upfield and pick up the extra yardage. Chris Olave added that to his game. To me, that was one of the better growth moments of the entire 2023 season. So even yards after catch can look that way. So you can get it from the guys that you already have in the building, but I do think that investing in yards after catchness, <laughs> yards after catchability, uh, is big. It, it would be big for this New Orleans Saints team, especially because this, this Shanahan offense, the Kubiak offense, like the Gary Kubiak offense and the Clint Kubiak offense, if you look back at 2021, the latter portion of 2022, when things got a little bit better, when he started calling plays in Denver. Ball out quick. Bop, 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 bop. Snap, throw, snap, throw, snap, throw. Right? It was, it was timing. And so being able to have that element and really be able to maximize that element, yards after catchness, as I like to call it now, yards after catchability, definitely go big. <laughs> go big and go home uh, in, in terms of all that. So, so that for me is, is number two. Number three doesn't really have anything to do with personnel. So I'm kind of breaking a rule here, but I do think that it's interesting and it's worth acknowledging and really should be acknowledged. Time on task, familiarity with the system. Changing an offensive system means you're changing the offensive system. It took the Saints 13, 12 weeks, two games, not including the bye week, to really understand, or not understand, they always understood the offense, but to really be able to execute the offense at the highest level, right? That's fair to say. Um, can't do that. 
can't do that in 2024 and win games, expect to win games. And so I think that what you're looking for is how quickly can you achieve the comfort and capture the comfort that your players need to be able to execute this new system. Four games, fine. Two games, even better, but four games, fine. It's when you start to trickle into week five, week six, when you start to get into October, November, and you're going, well, you know, we just new system. Not ideal, not ideal. So you gotta be able to get that up quick. So that, that's a big part for me too, is gonna be the, 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 the chemistry, the understanding, the time on task in the new system, the familiarity with the new system. But I'm glad that the Saints aren't just relying on familiarity and saying, no, 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 we'll try it again. The, the, the thing that didn't work the last two years, do, do, do it again. Do it again and see how it goes. And so I'll take the team failing with a new system and taking a swing at something way over taking the team failing by doing the same thing again and again and again and expecting a different result. Because we were told that's a definition of insanity. So it's good to see the New Orleans Saints not be insane and instead make those changes. So even though there is a lack of familiarity, even though there is a lack of experience within that system, doggone it, I'm glad that they at least took the swing and good on them for doing that. Now, let's see if they can be successful with it. And if they can add more athleticism to the offensive line, if they can find those yards after catch receivers, those yards after catch uh, threats, even if they're already on the roster, Juwan Johnson, for instance, Taysom Hill, for instance, is absolutely one of those guys too. Uh, but really be able to maximize those guys so that the quick passing for Derek Carr doesn't amount in three yards, two yards, one yard, uh, and instead amounts in eight yards, four yards. You know what I mean? And boom, fresh set of downs. Then that's your ability to be able to do that. And then by the way, the athleticism and stuff like that when it comes to the offensive line is not just about buying time for the quarterback, but also to be able to operate within this wide zone system. All right. So those are my things. Alvin Kamara stands to gain the most. Skill position players currently in, in good shape. Um, often still has some things to add, but all very achievable to be able to add those before the kickoff of the 2024 season. Coming up tomorrow, who stands to gain the least from this system? We got that coming up for you as we continue on throughout another episode of Locked on Saints. Appreciate you as always making us your first listen of the day, every day, second listen today. Locked on Pals, Locked on LSU. You know what to do. Locked on Louisiana. Us first, all y'all. Appreciate you very much for being here, making Locked on Saints a part of your day, part of your routine for saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, please say hi. And if you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on your favorite social media, at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're momming them. And trust you, that nation. You know what? Happy Mardi Gras.